Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. This is Chuck Smith, and I'm here to bring you the post-game show after Bayern Munich's 5-0 victory over Victoria Köln in the DFB Pokal. And I think everybody got what they were expecting out of this match. We saw some lineup changes for Julian Nagelsmann. We saw a pretty much a, a dominant effort from Bayern Munich as, as they were able to really stifle Victoria Köln. Now, let's be honest about it. Köln had a pretty strong performance, especially early in the game. They brought a lot of fight, a lot of effort, and they brought a goalkeeper named Ben Vol, who, uh, if this was hockey, uh, people would be saying he stood on his head. So he was that good. Uh, pretty incredible performance from Ben Vol. If you had to pick a star of the match, a meister of the match, he was absolutely it, which sounds crazy considering his side lost 5-0. But regardless, uh, Byron will move on to DFB Pokal, which is nice, especially after some of the recent performances in the tournament. So uh, let's get down to it. We will look at how the scoring broke down. And like I said, it was a, a bit choppy at the beginning. Cone, Victoria Cone was very scrappy. They were uh, playing with it, just a ton of energy and effort. And they were going hard at Byron. Every every tackle was hard. Every challenge was hard. Uh, they even pushed the pace at Byron a few times, created a couple of opportunities, and even had a uh, goal ruled offside, which really could have changed the momentum of the match. But, uh, you know, as we know, Byron was the better side. Uh, to get things started after really what was a choppy first half hour, Ryan Gravenberg uh, was able to let a ball ride by. At first, I thought it was touched by Thomas Muller, but apparently it was not. It might have been deflected by a defender. Uh, either way, Gravenberg let it ride by, took a left-footed shot and slotted it into the corner. Uh Great way for the young midfielder to establish himself at Bayern Munich to get that one. Uh, uh, you know, I think most fans were probably really happy for him. And I think overall it was a really strong game for him, all things considered. Uh, just about 10 minutes later, right before halftime, Graven Burke would help Mathis tell. Uh, the two the duo would combine as Graven Burke would help him get his first competitive goal for Bayern Munich as Graven Burke slotted him a pass on a combination Tell cut it into his right side. Uh, took a shot at the far corner, and it was really a spectacular goal. Uh, the youngster was uh, impressive, to say the least, at times. Of course, he wasn't perfect, but he did do some very good things in the match, and that shot was was the key. I think he's probably going to remember that one forever. I think a lot of fans are going to remember that one. It was that pretty of a goal. So Bayern Munich went into the locker room at halftime, up 2-0, it's what most people expected. There would be an early challenge. Victoria Colm was going to bring it a little bit and try and push Byron, but ultimately Byron was just too deep, too talented, too quick, and, and Victoria Colm could not keep up. Uh, and a large reason the game was only 2-0 at that point was the play of Benvol, who I, I, I could just talk, I could do a 30-minute show on that guy alone. He was just that good in the match. And uh, I mean, if you're a Bayern fan, you really got to take your hat off to him because he he was just outstanding. It did not take Bayern Munich long in the second half, though, to to really start to put the game out of reach. Uh, in the 53rd minute, Serge Gnabry found himself driving toward the right side of the net, and he had an opportunity to shoot for himself, but instead he did a very selfless thing, slid a pass over to Sadio Mane, who got his first AFB Pokal goal and it made the game 3-0 uh 
uh, really, it was an incredibly unselfish play by Gnabry. I think a lot of people uh, would have expected him to shoot there just because it was a great opportunity to shoot. But he did uh, a great thing there by sliding the pass to Mane. Hopefully, Mane will remember that later in the season because inevitably that duo will find themselves in a similar situation at some point. So 53rd minute, Byron was up 3-0. And then we started to see some of the changes come in. In the 63rd minute for Byron, we saw Leroy Sané come in for Mathis Tell. Uh, we also saw Jamal Musiala come in for Sadio Mane. Uh, it did not take Musiala very long to uh, get himself on the score sheet. Just four minutes after he came into the match, Musiala uh, was able to score, make it 4-0, and a goal that was credited, uh, an assist was credited to Thomas Muller on the uh, on the play. But Musiala continues his toward streak. He has just been on fire to start this season. He's been so good, uh, and it was no different today. He was completely disruptive. The second he stepped on the pitch, he was a problem for everyone. 68th minute, we saw a couple of more subs, and it was good to see these two get into the match. Eric Maxim Chupo-Moting came in for Thomas Muller. Leon Goretzka came in for Joshua Kimmich. Of course, Chupo-Moting was dealing with some kidney stone issues. And, and, and like, I've never had them, but I've never heard a good thing about them, obviously. So uh, a lot of credit to him for battling through that and all of the fallout that occurred from that. Uh, and to, uh, it was good to see him get back. Goretzka, of course, was dealing with a knee injury and has come back pretty early. I think about two weeks ahead of schedule. So he was uh, a, a kind of a late surprise uh, that we found out about the past few days. Uh, did not think he would be included on the game day roster, but he was. And uh, as we would find out later on, he would make an impact. Uh, in the 80th minute, we did see Marcel Sabitzer come in for Ryan Gravenberg. Good performance by Gravenberg. For Sabitzer, it was pretty much 10 minutes to get his legs loose. There wasn't really a ton he could do in that time. In the 82nd minute, we did see Bayern Munich get their fifth goal. Uh, Leon Goretzka was driving down the right side and slid a shot to the far corner, which eluded Ben Vol and uh, made it 5-0. Leroy Sané was credited with an assist on the play. So that's how the game would end. And it was uh, quite a performance from Bayern Munich, quite a performance from Ben Vol. And I, <laughs> I think if you're a Bayern fan, you have to be happy with the way things shook out. Um I thought it was a, a, a very strong showing against a very game opponent. And people might laugh and say, well, yeah, they should smash Victoria Colm like that. Yeah, they should. But Colm did not make it easy. Uh, they definitely pushed Byron early on. And Byron using that younger lineup, giving some of those kids the opportunity to play, uh, I thought did really well to handle that. And, and that lineup is kind of where we'll start with this. Um, you know, looking at some of the changes that Nagelsmann make, I thought it was pretty seamless. I liked what I saw out of Gravenberg and Tell, I thought they uh, really assimilated well into the formation, did well with what they were asked to do. Uh, we did see Matthias Delict come in, and he played a pretty seamless role at center back, did really, really well. Got to show off his speed a little bit, which um, at times when he was pushed, he really did have to turn on the burners, and he was able to do that. Thought that was a really strong showing for him, and it also playing the full match. It's allowing him to build up that endurance, that fitness that we've heard so much about coming off of a few years at Juventus. Uh, he might not have been in quite the game shape that Byron wanted him in, so this should help with that. Uh, we also did see an extended run for Nusar Mizrawi and Josip Stanisic. And while I don't think they were uh, especially excellent, I thought they were good. And it was a good showing for those two 
knowing that they haven't played a lot, knowing that they need minutes to continue their own development. I thought they handled things really well. Stanisic, it, it seemed, and Mizrahi were were very aggressive offensively and found themselves getting in deep. Stanisic was really all over the pitch. He was central at times. He was deep down the left at times. He he definitely was uh, finding ways to contribute in different areas. Mizrahi really did get deep several times on the right side. Uh, of course, in this kind of match, they could afford to do that with with very little threat of a counterattack. But uh, it would be interesting to see how they would they adjust to a Bundesliga opponent or a Champions League opponent and see how they did with that. So hopefully we'll get to see more of those two as this season goes along. But uh, I was happy with how Nagelsmann's formation and his lineup worked. I was happy with how the players were able to come in and contribute. And even though it did take a little bit of time to get everyone in sync, I think ultimately the team... You know, got on the same page and did really, really well. One of the crazier things in the match was just how slippery it was. So, of course, the second we start seeing players uh, fall all over the place, the Bavarian grassworks, the red alarm, it goes off and I get dinged. So now, obviously, I was live tweeting the match for Tom because he was busy today. So I uh, started to take note of things. And it was interesting hearing Phil Bonney talk about uh, how the field may have been overwatered at the beginning of the match. So I thought, well, hmm, that's very interesting. Then also to hear that maybe there was some rainy weather in Cologne, maybe that's what contributed to the sloppy pitch. But uh, by all accounts, it was it was definitely slick, and I think that did slow down Bayern Munich a little bit and probably played into the hands of Victoria Cologne. Maybe they had uh, worked something out with the ground screw there to uh, – make it a little, make the footing a little less uh, uh, solid for Bayern Munich. So uh, that was a, it was very interesting to watch, but Bayern did adjust. And once they got through that choppy period, once they got their footing on that wet turf, they were able to do really, really well. Uh, you know, like I've talked about a couple of different times in this podcast already, the kids and seeing how they handled this, Gravenberg, Tell, Stanisic, Mizrao, even though Mizrao is 24, he's not really a kid anymore but he hasn't had that much of an opportunity yet. Seeing how they handled it was really, it was good. It was good to see that. And I was impressed with what they did. Now, again, they weren't perfect. And by any means, I'm not going to say that Stanisic had like, an excellent performance. Ms. Rally was not outstanding, but they were good enough. That's what you want to see in a match like this. They didn't do anything especially bad. They were very solid in how they handled themselves. And, and they were able to at least show some of what they can do on the pitch. So that was, that was really good. But I think when you, when you look at everything and you look at how the squad was rotated, I think this is just one of those necessities that we're going to have to get used to over the course of the season. I don't think that Nagelsmann is going to quite have a champagne 11 just yet. I think this rotation is going to be key for several reasons. The condensed schedule that's coming up is one of them. I think we're going to see a, a lot of rotating knowing that, Bayern has the Bundesliga schedule. They have the Champions League schedule. They have the DFB Pokal. They're going to have a ton of guys on their roster playing in the World Cup later this year. So uh, Nagelsmann has his work cut out for him, not just figuring out these rotations, but finding a way to keep the guys happy as they're working through this. And I think for the most part, this is a team of professionals who understands that a day off is going to be needed. Even the crazy people like Joshua Kimmich, might need to understand that he's going to need time. And I think for Kimmich, it's always been one of those things, and it was especially prevalent last year. 
he is he needs days off. He cannot be allowed to run himself into the ground. And and that's what I worry about mostly with him. So I was happy that he just got some time off the pitch in this match and was subbed out because I worry about him because he plays at such an intense level all the time and he never wants to come off the pitch. And for whatever reason, every coach that has him just abides by that. They they barely rest him. And I don't know if he's just so much of a pain in the ass. They don't feel like dealing with him or they just think he's that important to the team. It's one or the other, right? Uh, I think that he has a way of working everyone over to get exactly what he wants when in reality, I think he needs more of a rest than he gets. So hopefully this is the start of a trend where Nagelsmann is pushing the right buttons and giving guys rests on the right days so they can stay fresh for the entirety of this season because it will be very tough uh, going from a very heavy fall schedule into the winter with the world cup. And then on the back end, if Bayern is still in the champions league and they're still in the Pokal and and obviously still competing for the Bundesliga, it's going to be very tight. So anything Nagelsmann can do at this point to rotate and keep people fresh. I think Bayern fans have to get behind. Hopefully the roster stays behind Nagelsmann in this, and that these, the players are able to, to know that, you know, rest is a necessity at this point, but to, to end this podcast, I really do want to give, a lot of credit to Victoria Cohn. I thought they, in a 5-0 victory, playing against a juggernaut like Bayern, they were excellent. They played so hard. If you are the coach of that team, if you were the sporting director, if you're a part of the executive crew of that team, you have to be extremely impressed with how your boys played. You have to be happy with the showing that they put out. I mean, that was as hard of, a, of an effort. I mean, they played so hard. You don't... You just don't see it, especially in a match when it started to get out of hand there early in the second half. As soon as Byron made it 3-0, a lot of teams would have started to back off. But I didn't get the the picture that Victoria Cohn was ready to just concede. They still fought. Now, granted, they had trouble going forward. They couldn't really establish any type of counterattack. But they did keep fighting. And to me, that was really important. I came away super impressed with them. I came away a huge fan of Ben Vol. So if, if if any club is looking for a goalkeeper, I think the announcing team said he was 21. I mean, that, that's an impressive kid. So keep an eye on him. Listen, he may have just played the game of his life and we happen to see it. And, and maybe that's the case. But the fact that he was able to, to raise his level of play like that in a match like this against Bayern Munich, you, you had to come away really thinking highly of the kid. At least I did. So... Uh, That'll wrap it up for this one. Thanks for listening again. Bayern Munich walks away with a 5-0 victory over Victoria Cohn and DFB Pokal. You can always get me at the Barrel Blog on Twitter. You can get the site at Bavarian FB Works. You can get Tom Adams at TommyAdams71. You can get I Need No Name at BFWINNN. Please check our site for all the great post-game coverage, including our initial analysis, observations, and awards. And uh, hey, tell your friends about this podcast and our site, because the more the merrier at BFW. Thanks again for listening. We will see you next time.